Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, we're going to get into a topic with something that has really helped me in my life and something that I truly believe has been one of the biggest factors that's allowed me to never get complacent or never ultimately just get stuck in a rut in one place. And the reason for that, in my opinion, has been because I have been very aware of creating self audits for myself. And I want to walk you through the process of what I do basically every few months to look at my life, to audit my choices, to audit my thoughts, to audit the things that I have going on around me, to audit my actions that allows me to be able to course correct, to see what I'm doing well, what I'm doing wrong, where I can improve, what I need to adjust to continue moving forward, to continue hitting new levels in different areas. And I don't say any of that in a way to say that like, oh, I'm the most successful person in the world or anything like that. Um, all I'm saying is these are things that I have learned from mentors above me that have helped me create these tools in my own life that allow me to be able just to create better awareness so that I don't ever get stagnant, right? And it's so easy in life to end up in a position to where you just feel like you don't progress and you're stuck in the same job, you're stuck in the same body, you're stuck in the same old relationships, nothing's improving in your life, right? But until you accept that you have 100% control over that, but it's going to take awareness, it's going to take actions, it's going to take holding yourself accountable, you're never going to truly get past that. Right, And when you can flip that switch and start doing more of these self-audits for yourself and in your actions and what you've been doing, then you're in a position to where you can start auto-correcting and putting yourself in a position to where you can get excited about your life again because you have the tools to turn up the knob to create the result that you want because you're creating awareness around your life so that then you're better able to manage your life in the long run. And so what is a self-audit exactly? It's very, very simple. All that it is is looking at where you are currently at, looking at your current state of being, at your relationships, at your business or your job or your finances, whatever that may be, at your mindset, looking at your fitness and deciding if where you're currently at with that, you're happy with it, right? And chances are in one of those areas when you look at your life, there's gonna be something there that you're not necessarily happy with or content with, right? And so from here, what we have to do is we have to start looking at the actions that we're putting in place each and every day in those parts of our lives. How much effort are we truly giving to that? And if you can look at that specific area and know that you're not giving much effort, but know that you're not happy with where you're at in that area, well, then it's all your fault. And that's not a bad sign. That's a good sign because that means that you are in control to be able to change it if you truly want to change it. So an audit is just simply building awareness around different areas of your life and looking at 
what's happening there and if you can improve anything to create better results with where you're at if you're not satisfied with where you're at. And I've done this in a lot of different ways. One of the main ways I've done it is through 90-day outcomes, right, to where um, I would go to Seattle. I would meet up with a group of guys. We would sit down. We would set 90-day outcomes for our business, for um, our balance, which is our relationships, for our being, which is our mindset, as well as for our bodies, which is our um, fitness and our health and our nutrition, right? And um, we would all sit down and we would set 90-day outcomes for each of those areas of our lives. Then we would meet up 90 days later and go through those outcomes and see where we did well and see where we didn't do so well and be able to talk through it. And ultimately, all that was doing was, one, it was holding us accountable because we're all meeting up together and having these conversations and having to say where we did well, where we messed up, which helps you be more consistent between those 90 days, right? And this doesn't mean that you need to um, hire a mentor right out of the gate to start benefiting from some of this stuff. It just means that setting like a 60 to 90 day outcome for yourself in these different areas of your life that you would like to improve is the strongest way for you to be able to build awareness around it because you can set that end date to where then you have to reflect on the actions that you put in place, right? So you're basically auditing yourself and what you did well and what you didn't do well. So I'm gonna get into a few questions here where I can actually help you go through your first audit on yourself right now while you're listening to this podcast. So we're going to actually go through the practice here and do some of the things that I'll do in my own life when I'm looking at certain situations and I'm trying to judge myself and judge the efforts that I've given and how I can improve in different ways. And so the first thing that I want you to think about is I want you to think about a specific area of your life that you would like to improve. So like I mentioned, maybe that's something with your body, with your fitness. Maybe that's a relationship. Maybe it's your business or your finances or your career. Or maybe it's just building um, a better mindset around your life. Whatever it is, the first thing that I want you to think about is actually how are you thinking? Sounds weird, right? But what are your thoughts through the day? If you have to look back and think about the way that you think about situations, are you looking at life as it's happening through the lens of it happening to you or through the lens of it happening for you? Are you being the victim of your circumstances or are you controlling your circumstances? And this is an interesting question because the only person that can truly answer that question is you. Nobody else really knows if you're being the victim or if you're being the controller. And so you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Are you playing victim and allowing everything that's happening around you to be an excuse as to why you can't do the things that you want to do to get to where you want to be? Or are you controlling your life and saying no when you need to say no to specific things that get in your way? To stand your ground, to do the sacrifices necessary, even when it's hard, to continue leveling up to get to where you want to be? Are you controlling your life? Or are you being the victim to your life? And that is a damn hard question to answer. But if you can be truly honest with yourself when you answer that question, like I said, it gives you the correct awareness around that question so that then you can better start managing it and you can make the corrections if you want to. I run into so many people in life that are victims. We all play that card from time to time. It's not that you're always going to be perfect and never make an excuse again, but what are you doing the majority of the time? 
if the majority of the time you're playing victim to your life and blaming things outside of your control for putting you in the circumstances that you're in, you're playing the victim card. Or are you choosing to do the hard shit that you don't necessarily want to do that comes with a lot of inconvenience that allows you to take 100% control of your life and you're never left short by somebody else's wrongdoings or somebody else's situation. Think about that. How are you thinking? Are you controlling your life or are you playing the victim of your life? And again, the only person that can truthfully answer that question is you. Being 100% honest, I played victim for a very, very long time. I blame things around me for the circumstances that I was in. I blame things around me for my financial situation. I blame things around me for the way my body looked. I blame things around me for not doing the things that I truly wanted to do. And ultimately it was never going to get me to where I wanted to be. That's where the majority of us start. But when you start taking these self audits and you ask yourself this question, because chances are you never have, like I said, now it builds awareness so that you can actually do something about it. The second question I want you to ask yourself is do you feel satisfied with the effort that you're giving? Again, this is another tough question. All these questions I'm going to make you ask yourself today are tough. And they're ones that you don't want to answer truthfully a lot of the times, right? Because it's hard to look in the mirror and it's hard to look at ourselves. But are you truly satisfied with the effort that you give? When I look at my life, I was doing this this morning, actually. I'll get personal with you for a second. This morning, I was journaling. I get up every single morning, and I do some journaling. I just write out my thoughts for the day. I, I ask a lot of my clients to do this, too, that struggle with anxiety or struggle with clarity. Just writing out your thoughts every single morning in a journal can be an amazing practice to help you be able to get those thoughts out of your head, right? There's something about writing things down that is almost like speaking it in words and having somebody on the other side that just listens and takes it in that you know understands. The paper, the journal does that for me. And so I started writing this morning and it kind of just always ends up wherever it ends up. I don't really have like a purpose as to what I'm writing. I just let it flow. And what ended up coming out was the thought of how much effort that I put into my career and into my work every single day and the sacrifice that comes on the back end of that is my two girls, my wife and my daughter. They get me at the end of the day when I get home and I'm pretty much fried, right? I'm to the point where like, I just want to chill. I want to eat some food. I want to sit down. I want to watch a good show and just hang out. But that's selfish on my side because then they're not getting me. My wife's not getting the husband that she married. My daughter's not getting the dad that she deserves because I'm making the excuse that I've worked all day and I'm tired. It's like, I just want to come home and hang out. I've put in my effort for the day. So I shouldn't have to come home to put in a bunch of effort either. When I look at that, I realize that I'm not truly giving an effort that satisfies me to be the best dad and to be the best husband that I can be. And that's something that I have to work on. That's something that I have to give an honest effort towards. When I get done with work at the end of the day and I shut my laptop 
put my phone away, which I have a damn hard time doing as well. I have to now step into dad and husband mode and not just sluggish mode like, oh, I've given my effort for the day. I'm done. And it's easy to do that. That's the easy route, right? But then I'm unfulfilled. And there are a lot of buckets in our lives. Like I said, there's your business. There's your being, which is your mindset, your mental health, there's your balance, your relationships. There's your body, your fitness, your health. And it's easy to get so caught up in one of those buckets that you let the other buckets fall. And I don't think you can be completely balanced and never and have all four buckets properly filled at the same time. That's never going to happen, in my opinion. You're always going to have to lean on a few. But if you let, if you lean so hard into a couple of those buckets that you let the other buckets go completely empty, you're not going to be fulfilled in any sort of a way. You can have the best body composition in the world. You can have all the money in the world. You're still not going to be happy if you're not keeping something in all of those buckets. So for me, when I'm looking at my life and I was doing this audit this morning in my journal, I realized that I'm not satisfied with the effort that I'm giving to my two girls. And so then it comes down to, okay, what am I going to do to fix this? What do I need to do? And again, it's not going to be something that I necessarily want to do because at the end of the day, I am fried. I've been talking with clients all day long. I've been on calls all day long. I've been helping people with so many problems in their own lives all day long that the last thing I want to do is come home and, and be peppy and be excited, right? That's hard. I just want to come home and hang out. But I know that when I look back on it, that's not truly making me happy. That's not truly giving the girls what they deserve, right? And so I'm not satisfied with the effort that I'm giving. And so to flip this on to you, are you satisfied with the effort that you're giving? If you truly are satisfied and think you're doing an amazing job, awesome. Nothing wrong with that. In my life, when it comes to my my business and lost and lifting and building the brand and building a team and helping as many people as possible, I I feel pretty satisfied with that at the moment. It's growing. I put a lot of effort into that. But then I have these other areas that are being sacrificed for that, right? Where I'm not satisfied. So then I need to shift a little. And I need to find a way to be able to fill more into that cup. So what's that for you? Ask yourself that question. Are you satisfied at the effort that you're giving? If you're overweight, if you don't like where your body's at right now, are you giving an effort? that you feel satisfied with to make that change. If you're not, again, it's your fault that you look that way and that you feel that way. And again, I don't say that to be a dick or to be rude. I say that because that's good news. Because all that means is that it's in you 100% your control to make the change. But before you can make the change, you have to build the awareness that it is all your fault and it all comes down to the effort that you're willing to give. Which leads to the third question because maybe your answer is, yeah, I feel like I am giving a really solid effort. Yeah, I feel like I am really trying to stick to my diet. I am really trying to make my relationships better. I am really trying to grow in my career. I am really trying to develop as a person. If you feel like you truly are giving that effort, that's amazing. 
But then you have to ask yourself this question. Are the efforts you're giving getting you to the result that you want? Is it truly moving the needle forward for you? And one place where I see a lot of people mess up here, especially when it comes to nutrition and training and fitness, is putting in a really strong effort for a very short amount of time that doesn't come with enough patience to actually see the benefit of those efforts, right? Because you might you might be working your ass off at whatever area of your life that this is. But if you don't give it months on top of months, again, not days on top of days or weeks on tops of weeks, but months on top of months, it's still not going to make that big of a difference. It's going to take a lot of time, right? But maybe you have given it a few months. Maybe you've given it three months and you see absolutely no change. Then it's very important to build awareness around making adjustments. I was talking about the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. First, you have to do that one thing for a considerable amount of time, or at least at a reasonable amount of time, to see change from it. But if it's not creating change and you've been doing it for a few months, well, then what you're doing probably isn't super effective. So then you need, you need to do another audit, right? You need to look at, okay, this is what I'm doing. What can I do differently to adjust to do better? Maybe my spouse isn't responding to the efforts that I'm giving in the way that I hoped. Maybe my body isn't responding in the way that, that I hoped that it would. Maybe my career isn't pushing forward the way that I hoped that it would. Now is where you have to go in and research and do more work and learn more effective strategies that are going to allow you to continue to up level. And then you end up down the rabbit hole of doing this continuously, which is really a part of the process, doing something, assessing the result that it created for you, and then trying to improve on whatever it was that you were doing to continue pushing it forward. For a long time in my own life, I'll, I'll go into my career here a little bit, as Lost and Lifting started to grow and working with more and more people and doing everything on my own, it was going great. I was getting results. I had been patient. Things were moving in the right direction, but I was also burning myself out too. And it took me, again, hiring somebody, hiring an outside unbiased opinion, a mentor to come in and look at my situation and say, first off, you need an assistant. You can't continue to do all of this by yourself. You're giving a ton of effort, but you could get the same level of effort and you brought an assistant onto your team. You could be twice as effective because you could get twice as much done and you wouldn't feel nearly as burnout, which is going to get you to newer levels faster. And so I did that. And what do you know? Things took off even further. And another six months down the road, I got comfortable. I felt good. I was putting in a lot of effort and it was still creating the result that I wanted for the most part. But then again, my mentor says, okay, now you need to start bringing on coaches. You're completely full. You can't work with more people. So the more effort you give at this point, it's not really going to help you create any more of a result in any sort of a way. So now you need coaches to be able to put in more effort 
to be able to be able to work with more people and be able to help more people. But you're going to have to teach those coaches to do exactly what you do, but even better. You're going to have to hire people that are more qualified than you are to work on your team. And so I went into doing that. And then the efforts that I continued to put in started to pay off even more. So think about that. Are the efforts you're giving getting you to the result that you want? First off, you have to be patient. You have to put in that effort for a considerable amount of time. And then look at the effort that you're giving and is it paying off? If it's paying off, amazing. But with time, you're going to need to make adjustments. The same thing's not going to work forever. And this is where it gets hard because we can get stuck in our ways. Because you can be putting in the effort and you can be creating success but then you get comfortable with that level that you're at. And so you get comfortable doing the same thing over and over. Like for me, it was comfortable working by myself. It's comfortable working without a team and just doing everything alone because I didn't have to up level. I was in my comfort zone. I controlled everything. And then as, as I brought on an assistant that took me out of my comfort zone, I didn't necessarily want to do it. I had resistance towards it, but it was that next level of effort that I needed to give to become a leader, a team leader, to be able to continue pushing and not get to a point to where I felt stagnant or like I was suffocated or stuck exactly where I was at. And if I even the more effort that I put in, wasn't going to get me any further. Right. And as I felt capped there, I felt comfortable. I was happy staying there, but I had to up level again and get out of my comfort zone and start bringing on team members, more team members, coaches to actually start helping with the clients and giving a better service because my time was capped. So it's dang hard. This part's really hard when you're giving an effort, but then you have to look at that effort and say, okay, is this continuing to get me the result that I want? Because over time, your mind adapts, your body adapts, your life adapts, and these new levels create a new level of comfort for you. And if you get to a point to where you're happy and satisfied, amazing. But then there's going to be a lot of those people. And if you listen to this podcast, chances are you're that person that wants to continue leveling up to continue getting better and better which means you're going to have to continue getting out of your comfort zone and can continue auditing the efforts that you're giving and adjusting those efforts over time. Just like we do with clients in their nutrition and in their training, they get comfortable at a certain caloric intake. We have them losing weight. The body starts to adapt and that caloric intake became, becomes less effective, right? And so now maybe we have to drop calories down a little bit or we need to add a little bit more activity to create a little bit of a bit of a bigger deficit to start pushing that result further and further because the body has adapted. The effort that they're giving is no longer creating the result that it previously was. And so we're assessing this on a weekly basis and having to make these adjustments. And every time we make the adjustment, it slowly gets that person out of their comfort zone a little bit more because they were comfortable seeing the result from what they were doing. But as it becomes less effective, you have to change that up. And then they get to a point to where they're at this level of leanness that they really like and they're at their best body composition ever and they're lean and they're confident and they feel good but their hunger is also up. Their metabolism has downregulated a little bit due to the diet lasting for um, the duration that it had to. And now they're in a position to where we need to go through a reverse diet to where we start increasing calories to get them to a point to where we can get rid of some of those hunger levels. We can get their hormones back to optimized states. We can get their energy levels back to optimized states. We can get their recovery back to optimized states. But that's going to take us increasing calories, which is, again, going to take that person outside of their comfort level if they've never done it before. They have to put in 
a different kind of effort to create, to continue optimizing the result that they want. And in this type of situation, people always get nervous that they're going to put on a bunch of body fat after they've did all the work to lose the body fat as we increase calories, which isn't the case. When we go through a reverse diet, we just slowly increase calories to create those metabolic adaptations on the way up. Just as those adaptations happened on the way down. That's for another podcast. I've done old podcasts on reverse dieting that you can listen to if that's a situation that you're in. But think about that. Audit your efforts that you're giving. Are they still creating the result that you want? Or do you need to make adjustments to the efforts that you're giving to further those results into your future? And then from here, you make those adjustments, you recommit, and you stick to this process, and you ask yourself these questions again in another 60 to 90 day period. And that's what's going to allow you to keep auditing your life, auditing your thoughts, auditing your actions, auditing your frame of mind and how you're viewing your life, and ultimately auditing the results that you're creating so that you never end up stagnant. And for me, this is honestly, just like I said at the first of the show, been the biggest game changer for my life. The one thing that I attribute to my life to not feel stagnant and still be able to wake up every single day excited about pursuing something, pursuing a new level in my mental state, pursuing a new level in my business, pursuing a new level in my relationships, whatever it may be. It keeps me pushing forward, always looking for something else to achieve. And I'm not saying that this is for everybody. You might be listening to this and be like, dude, you're crazy. I just want to enjoy and live my life and be present and not worry about anything. Totally fine. I totally understand that. I'm not saying this is for everybody. But like I said, chances are if you're still listening and you listen to all of the sh- all of my episodes, chances are you're the type of person that wants more out of your life. And if you're not getting more out of your life and you're frustrated and you're stuck, I would argue that the reason that you are where you are is because you're not putting these audits into place and asking yourself these tough questions on a consistent basis. And it's great to hire mentors and have them help you and get help from outside sources as well. But you also have to learn to start holding yourself accountable through these types of audits, right? I spend a lot of time by myself. I work all day by myself. I go for walks every single day by myself. And I would highly recommend that you do the same. Take time to be alone to be able to look at your life and think about it and make the adjustments that you need to. It's very easy to get caught up in, especially if you're younger, in being extremely social and never being by yourself and never holding yourself accountable to anything, never being in your own thoughts and thinking about your own life. It's very easy to try to ignore that so that you don't ever have to deal with it. Just like people when it comes to their bank account, right? I I remember being younger and never wanting to look at my bank account. I would just hand over the credit card or the debit card and hope that it would be accepted and go through every single time. I I didn't want to have to look at my account to see where it was actually at because I was always nervous of how low it was and I didn't want to deal with the situation. I didn't want to hold myself accountable to the situation. So I was always just kind of living on the edge and, and focusing to ignore it so I didn't have to worry about it. But until I started creating more awareness around it and creating budgets for myself and looking at my income and thinking, okay, I want to be able to save this amount of money per week or per month. And I want to be able to invest into these different areas of my life and different things like that, that I never built the awareness to be able to manage it 
better to be able to start creating the result from it that I wanted to actually create. I was just living on this perpetuous hamster wheel. And it's easy to be in that situation. And that's where most of us are. But you can get out of it by setting up these self-audits for yourself to start holding yourself accountable to yourself. So I hope that this helps you. I know this is a little bit deeper. And I know a lot of the podcasts lately have been going into a lot of self-development. But this is the stuff that I've really been enjoying talking about lately. And this is the stuff that... When it comes to your fitness and it comes to changing your body composition, I know that that's what the loss and lifting brand is around, but this is the stuff that's going to allow the science of training and nutrition to actually work for you. I always talk about one mental, two physical, meaning you're not going to be able to change physically until you start working on yourself mentally. And so I think it's super important to have these types of conversations. And I know I bring it up and I talk a lot about family. I talk a lot about business. Um, I talk a lot about mindset. But those are all very important parts of your life too. And I'm very interested in helping people better themselves as human beings and develop as human beings. I'm very interested in developing myself as a human being. I'm just as passionate about that as I am about bettering my body composition. And I think that they're all one in one. So I hope that you're enjoying these episodes. If you found value here today, I'd be extremely grateful if you take a screenshot, put it on your social media, tag me in it so I can repost it and send you a message personally thanking you for doing so, as well as if you'll leave the podcast a rating and review down below. Again, a lot of you have been doing that, and I'm very, very appreciative of that. Thank you so much. But if you haven't yet, I would... Be very grateful if you go down below, leave it a star rating as well as a written review if you have a little bit of extra spare time. It just allows the podcast to be able to grow. Again, I don't do any sponsorships here. I don't try to make any revenue from this. I just want to be able to really help you guys, but it really helps me be able to continue to do that if you can leave it those ratings so that it can continue to grow and get more and more listeners. So like I said, thank you for being here. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon.